0: I don't know what you think of Christmas, but I love Christmas, I love it, it's got all the right ingredients, Um, I, I get together with the people I love the most, my family, I get to eat a lot of delicious food, and incredibly, people give me presents, what is there not to like about Christmas, I love Christmas. And if you feel the same way about Christmas, I want to tell you that you're in good company because that's exactly what God thinks about Christmas. Uh, That was what was in our reading earlier. Let me just put it back up there for you so you can be reminded of it. Um, It's what God told those shepherds that first Christmas night, that it was good news of great joy. But ladies and gentlemen, I, I wouldn't want you to miss out on really the most significant uh, part of Christmas. It would have been very easy that first Christmas night to have missed the most significant event in history. Uh, Let's face it, a young woman giving birth to her first child without a midwife on hand, except for probably a very nervous husband uh, with, uh, with no crib but a feeding trough. It's a sort of rather sad picture but hardly earth-changing, you would have thought. But this was such a significant event that God would not let it go by without us really knowing what was, what was going on, that this was the most significant event in history. Now, I've never seen an angel, and I don't suppose you have either. And even in the Bible, it's not like they turn up you know, on every page. It's a rare thing for angels to turn up. So whenever they do turn up, it's a very significant event. Now, part of the problem for us is uh, when we think of angels, we're thinking about primary school nativity plays, aren't we? We're thinking about little boys and girls with kind of white sheets on and tinsel crowns uh, and the children studiously picking their noses during the nativity play. Now, uh, we we had some beautiful angels on these staircases this morning, if you are here. None of them picked their noses. It was fantastic. Very good self-control. But you know what? That's not the sort of thing that the shepherds encountered that night. It's funny how we we get the girls to do the angel role. But actually in the Bible, the angels are kind of these sort of warrior figures. And um, these tough kind of working men, these shepherds, just to see one angel, they were absolutely terrified they were terrified as they, as they met these supernatural beings that sort of radiated the, the presence of God. They were freaked out. The shepherds began to think, Aye, aye, something big's happening here. And you'd have to be a bit dim not to get the point, wouldn't you? That God was trying to say something to you? Uh, if, a, if, a, if a glorious angelic being appeared to you? Frankly, you'd have to be a bit dim not to get the point. So what what was really the full significance of this Christmas uh, message that the angels spoke of? Well, it's there in that final uh, statement at the bottom of the screen. Today, a rescuer has been born to you. A rescuer, that's simply what the word saviour means, a rescuer. Now, one of the great stories of 2010, uh, not this year, the year before, Was that incredible rescue mission that took place in Chile? Do you remember that? Were you not glued to the television as we observed that incredible rescue of those miners trapped 2,000 feet underground? It was a, a terrible thing to hear the news that they were trapped, and these men could do nothing to save themselves. They could not dig their way out of trouble. They needed help from above. And 16 days, uh, they had first contact. And they knew from that day that they were saved uh, as as sort of a feeding tube came down into the hole where they had uh, gathered. And they were able to get messages from the outside world. And incredibly, it took a further six weeks to complete this rescue mission. And uh, you'll never forget, will you, if you saw those pictures of that that capsule going down into the ground. And one by one, the miners getting in there as they, as they got rescued and taken up to the surface. Well, that is the good news of Christmas. That God has sent a rescuer to us. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, what is it that we need to be rescued from? Well, I want you to imagine with me tonight that uh, those clever scientists at the uh, University of Edinburgh have, have made a machine which can replay the whole of your life. Let's imagine that we could just pick one of you at random tonight. We could uh, uh, sit you on the stage here and we could put a device on your head and it had the capacity to, to extract from your brain cells all the memories of your life, even the ones that you've, you can't seem to recall. This thing can extract all those memories And it can play up on these screens your whole life. Can you imagine that? Everything you've ever done. Everything you've ever said. And here's the kicker. Everything you've ever thought in subtitles. Running along the bottom. It would be like your own personal virtual reality show. But but with, with nothing taken out, everything up there. Now, who's going to be the first volunteer? Uh, how would you feel about seeing such a presentation of your life? How would you feel if we all sat in here with you and watched the whole show? I mean, some of it would be great, wouldn't it? There's some bits we're going, hey, look at this bit. We're pretty good, at that bit. But would all of it be like that? None of us have have lived a perfect, blameless life. We fail to live up to our own standards. And the Bible says that we fail to live up to the standards of the God who's made us. And the Bible just simply calls that sin. Because we've sinned, our relationship with God has been shattered. And certainly if it was my life that was being projected up on that screen tonight, I would not want any of you here in the room with me. Because I reckon that if I had to observe some of the things that I did, that I said, that I thought, I, I, would, be, I would be offended at myself. And I know that God was offended too. And... You know, there, there are certain uh, crimes that when they happen, when we hear about them in the media, there's a kind of a moral outrage in the whole of society. Uh, some heinous crime. And uh, in a sense, there's a moral outrage that says that such a person who commits those crimes has to be found, they have to be punished. And that's exactly the same with God. That's how God feels about our sin. And whether the sin is uh, small in, est- in our estimation or large, God must punish our sin. We will all face God's judgment for our sin, the Bible says. Now, I could imagine maybe uh, you're, you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, well, that's charming. I just came to sing a few carols. And, 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 and you, the preacher, you're standing up there, you're telling me that I'm a sinner and I'm facing God's judgment. Well, I actually didn't really come for that. That doesn't feel very Christmassy to me. Well, what I want to tell you, the reason I'm saying this is that it's only when you see the really bad news that you will appreciate what great news Christmas is. Because here's the message. Today, a rescuer has been born to us. A rescuer who will rescue us from our sins. That really is, I believe, our greatest need today, to know God's forgiveness. And my reckoning, that really is the best news of Christmas. If you could just imagine that show of your life and just think about all the events of your life and the things that you have said that have hurt others, the things that you thought that if they'd known about, well, goodness knows what would have happened to our relationships. My friend, we need forgiveness. And the great news is that God has provided a rescuer. They gave him the name Jesus, the Bible says, because it means he will save his people from their sins. And that's what we most need, a rescuer who will save us from our sins. And this is good news, good news for all people the angel says. That's why we're kind of singing about it this Christmas night. That's why we're still talking about it here at Charlotte Chapel. It is good news that is for all people. Now I think this is an incredible rescue mission. God becoming a man, taking on human flesh in order ultimately to go and die on a cross and be raised again so that my sins and our sins can be forgiven. And that we can have a right relationship with God restored once again. That's the good news of Christmas. See, God's gift to the world was his own son, a rescuer. Now, if you ask people today, what's Christmas about? Many people will say, oh, Christmas, uh, it's a time for giving, isn't it? Because you know you're supposed to say that, aren't you? It's a time for giving. But you know what? You've never really understood Christmas until you've understood that it's a time for taking. It's a time for taking hold of this amazing gift to us, a rescuer, Jesus, who will rescue us from our sins. And really, it doesn't matter how fantastic the present is, it is not yours until you personally receive it. There's all those gifts around the tree maybe starting to fill up in your house. Well, they're not yours until they've been given, until they've been received. And I think this Christmas would just be a great time To know that uh, your sins are forgiven. Wouldn't that be great? To know that you were right with God. I reckon that would make this the best Christmas that we've ever known. Now as we read on uh, earlier, you'll see that the uh, the shepherds didn't just sit around with bored indifference. They didn't just say, uh, oh that was nice wasn't it? I do love a good sing-song with a multitude of angels. What did they do? They were told this amazing message. And so they hurried off and searched until they'd found this Savior, Jesus. And I don't know where you are with uh, Christianity. I don't know whether you're a Christian here tonight or whether you've never really thought about it. What I want to say to you tonight is: this would be a great way to respond this Christmas—to go and find out the truth about Jesus. Uh, in the new year, on uh, January the seventeenth, we're going to start a six-week course called "Glad You Asked," and this is a great course if you are a person here today and you've got lots of questions, and actually you want to start a, a debate with me—you want to just you want to fire questions off at me. Well, we've got a course exactly for you. It'll look at things like. Do the differences in religion matter? Does God exist? Can the Bible be trusted? How can God allow pain? Why is religion full of hypocrites? So um, in your bulletin, you should have have this. So why don't you think about that and do that this Christmas? Well, thank you for coming to our uh, first Candlelit Cowl service. Uh, We're really hoping we don't burn the building down tonight. So be careful as you go past the candles on the way out. And please do stay around and join this this mulled substance. (laughs) And tell us whether it was good or not for next year. And I want to wish you all a very joyful Christmas.